Chapter Eleven of Three Years by Anton Chekhov, translated by Constance Garnett, eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Eleven. She travelled with Panarov in a reserved compartment. He had on his head an Astrakhan cap of peculiar shape yes petersburg did not satisfy me he said drawling with a sigh they promised much but nothing definite yes my dear girl i have been a justice of the peace a member of the local board chairman of the board of magistrates and finally councillor of the provincial administration i think i have served my country and have earned the right to receive attention but would you believe it i can never succeed in wringing from the authorities a post in another town panarov closed his eyes and shook his head they don't recognize me he went on as though dropping asleep of course i'm not an administrator of genius but on the other hand i'm a decent honest man and nowadays even that's something rare i regret to say i have not been always quite straightforward with women but in my relations with the russian government i've always been a gentleman but enough of that he said opening his eyes let us talk of you what put it into your head to visit your papa so suddenly well i had a little misunderstanding with my husband said yulia looking at his cap yes what a queer fellow he is all the loptovs are queer your husband's all right he's nothing out of the way but his brother fyodor is a perfect fool panarov sighed and asked seriously and have you a lover yet yulia looked at him in amazement and laughed goodness knows what you're talking about it was past ten o'clock when they got out at a big station and had supper when the train went on again panarov took off his greatcoat and his cap and sat down beside yulia you are very charming i must tell you he began excuse me for the eating-house comparison but you remind me of fresh salted cucumber it still smells of the hotbed so to speak and yet has a smack of the salt and a scent of fennel about it as time goes on you will make a magnificent woman a wonderful exquisite woman if this trip of ours had happened five years ago he sighed i should have felt it my duty to join the ranks of your adorers but now alas i'm a veteran on the retired list he smiled mournfully but at the same time graciously and put his arm round her waist you must be mad she said she flushed crimson and was so frightened that her hands and feet turned cold leave off grigory nikolaevitch what are you afraid of dear he asked softly what is there dreadful about it it's simply that you're not used to it if a woman protested he always interpreted it as a sign that he had made an impression on her and attracted her holding yulia round the waist he kissed her firmly on the cheek then on the lips in the full conviction that he was giving her intense gratification yulia recovered from her alarm and confusion and began laughing he kissed her once more and said as he put on his ridiculous cap that is all that the old veteran can give you a turkish pasha a kind-hearted old fellow was presented by someone or inherited i fancy it was a whole harem when his beautiful young wives drew up in a row before him he walked round them kissed each one of them and said that is all that i am equal to giving you and that's just what i say too all this struck her as stupid and extraordinary and amused her she felt mischievous standing up on the seat and humming she got a box of sweets from the shelf and throwing him a piece of chocolate shouted catch he caught it with a loud laugh she threw him another sweet then a third and he kept catching them and putting them into his mouth 
looking at her with imploring eyes and it seemed to her that in his face his features his expression there was a great deal that was feminine and childlike and when out of breath she sat down on the seat and looked at him laughing he tapped her cheek with two fingers and said as though he were vexed naughty girl take it she said giving him the box i don't care for sweet things he ate up the sweets every one of them and locked the empty box in his trunk he liked boxes with pictures on them that's mischief enough though he said it's time for the veteran to go bye-bye he took out of his hold-all a bokhara dressing-gown and a pillow lay down and covered himself with the dressing-gown good-night darling he said softly and sighed as though his whole body ached and soon a snore was heard without the slightest feeling of constraint she too lay down and went to sleep when next morning she drove through her native town from the station homewards the streets seemed to her empty and deserted the snow looked grey and the houses small as though someone had squashed them she was met by a funeral procession the dead body was carried in an open coffin with banners meeting a funeral they say is lucky she thought there were white bills pasted in the windows of the house where nina fyodorovna used to live with a sinking at her heart she drove into her own courtyard and rang at the door it was opened by a servant she did not know a plump sleepy-looking girl wearing a warm wadded jacket as she went upstairs yulia remembered how laptov had declared his love there but now the staircase was unscrubbed covered with footmarks upstairs in the cold passage patients were waiting in their outdoor coats and for some reason her heart beat violently and she was so excited she could scarcely walk the doctor who had grown even stouter was sitting with a brick-red face and dishevelled hair drinking tea seeing his daughter he was greatly delighted and even lachrymose she thought that she was the only joy in this old man's life and much moved she embraced him warmly and told him she would stay a long time till easter after taking off her things in her own room she went back to the dining-room to have tea with him he was pacing up and down with his hands in his pockets humming roo, roo, roo. this meant that he was dissatisfied with something you have a gay time of it in moscow he said i am very glad for your sake i'm an old man and i need nothing i shall soon give up the ghost and set you all free and the wonder is that my hide is so tough that i'm alive still it's amazing he said that he was a tough old ass that every one rode on they had thrust on him the care of nina fyodorovna the worry of her children and of her burial and that coxcomb panarov would not trouble himself about it and had even borrowed a hundred roubles from him and had never paid it back take me to moscow and put me in a madhouse said the doctor i'm mad i'm a simple child as i still put faith in truth and justice then he found fault with her husband for his short-sightedness in not buying houses that were being sold so cheaply and now it seemed to yulia that she was not the one joy in this old man's life while he was seeing his patients and afterwards going his rounds she walked through all the rooms not knowing what to do or what to think about she had already grown strange to her own town and her own home she felt no inclination to go into the streets or see her friends and at the thought of her old friends and her life as a girl she felt no sadness nor regret for the past in the evening she dressed a little more smartly and went to the evening service but there were only poor people in the church and her splendid fur coat and hat made no impression and it seemed to her that there was some change in the church as well as in herself 
in old days she had loved it when they read the prayers for the day at evening service and the choir sang anthems such as i will open my lips she liked moving slowly in the crowd to the priest who stood in the middle of the church and then to feel the holy oil on her forehead now she only waited for the service to be over and now going out of the church she was only afraid that beggars would ask for alms it was such a bore to have to stop and feel for her pockets besides she had no coppers in her pocket now nothing but roubles she went to bed early and was a long time in going to sleep she kept dreaming of portraits of some sort and of the funeral procession she had met that morning the open coffin with the dead body was carried into the yard and brought to a standstill at the door then the coffin was swung backwards and forwards on a sheet and dashed violently against the door yulia woke and jumped up in alarm there really was a bang at the door and the wire of the bell rustled against the wall though no ring was to be heard the doctor coughed then she heard the servant go downstairs and then come back madam she said and knocked at the door madam what is it said yulia a telegram for you yulia went out to her with a candle behind the servant stood the doctor in his night-clothes and greatcoat and he too had a candle in his hand our bell is broken he said yawning sleepily it ought to have been mended long ago yulia broke open the telegram and read we drink to your health yartsov kochevoy ah what idiots she said and burst out laughing and her heart felt light and gay going back into her room she quietly washed and dressed then she spent a long time in packing her things until it was daylight and at midday she set off for moscow End of chapter 11 recording by expatriate in bangor maine